Hey, y'all, hey, this is the Joys of Lost podcast, where we acknowledge, accept, and address our major life transitions so that we can love better, learn better, and live better. Since we won't make it out alive, let's have a divine time and remember to always stay wild. I am your host, Zan Washington, and this is episode two. All right, episode two, we're doing it, you know, so now <laughs> I was about to be like, now it's a habit. <laughs> it's, it's not, um, <laughs> but here we are, episode two, which is exciting. So we got down episode one, now we're episode two, and I just let myself dream the day that I'm going to say, we've done this podcast every week for a year. Yeah. So, um, but that's a... Uh, Luckily, my Taurus self, because I just planned all the way to the year. So, um, but we're, we're still going to appreciate these uh, these short-term wins. So every week is, is a win for me um, doing this podcast. So shout out to me. All right. And shout out to you if you did something for the second day. All right. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get into this week's episode. Today, we're going to talk about the relief in grief. And I know some people might hear that and be like, oh yeah, I get what you're saying. I feel what you're talking about. But some people might be like, relief in grief? Like what, what is there to be relieved about? It's a sad thing. It's a, it's just all bad. Um, and I'm telling you, you know, the podcast is called The Joys of Loss, y'all. So that's a little paradoxical in that. But the thing is, is like, no matter what, there's always going to be ups and downs. There has to be. And so with anything that you go through in your life, anything that you experience, there are ebbs and flows. There are ups and downs. There's darkness and then there is light. And the thing is, there is always light. And that's how I choose to live my life at this point, that there's always light no matter how dark it gets. All right. So when I say relief and grief, I mean that when there are our major life transitions, you know, like I'm calling them earthquakes, the things that rock us to our core, there are times when you're going through these things and you're like, man, I'm I'm glad that happened or man, I don't have to do that anymore. Um, so I'll just I'll just get right into it. So like last week when I talked about my daughter, River, um, who I lost through stillbirth um, at 37 weeks pregnant and. What's so what was such a crazy feeling to have when I was driving home from the the doctor's appointment when we found out. And definitely feel free to go back and listen to episode one to hear the story of River. But when I was in the car on the way to the house after we found out that we had lost River, I had this very intense feeling of like, Whew, 
I don't have to have a kid. And that is really hard to say. That is a real tough thing to say out loud and to tell people. But I was really struggling at the time with wrapping my mind around motherhood and wrapping my mind around having a child at that time in my life. And I mean, just where Alex and I were in our relationship, where I was in my life, just, I I mean, I, the some of some minor conflicts I had with family, it was like, man, our family isn't ready for this. We aren't ready for this. I'm not ready for this. And I was relieved. And, and that can make sadness even more intense because then it's like, oh my God, I'm a crazy lunatic that I could possibly be thankful or relieved that my kid died. Like what? You know, that that's that's insane. And but when you really start feeling your feelings and really start sitting in them, and really let yourself have all the feelings. It is a multitude. It is just a roller coaster. And I, there were times when that relief was able to comfort me and was able to help me keep going, keep living. Because I knew. I think going through this with River, it was like, man, I, I do want to have a kid. I do want to be a mother. And it really solidified that for me. It also solidified the fact that my body can do this because I pushed her out. And it gave me confidence in my body and in myself as as Zan and as a person, it was like, man, I can do hard things, as Glennon Doyle said in Untamed. Um, but yes, I can do hard things. And that relief, owning that relief, I'm going to say catapulted my self-love journey. It really helped me get aggressive with diving into who I am and whose I am and how am I made up? What makes me special and why am I here? And that started that journey. I'll give you another example. Um, so we'll, we'll get to this in a more specific episode, but um, I lost my mother um, suddenly, um, and I was six months pregnant with my second daughter, Arizona. And, <clears throat> and so that was in 2019 that, no, I'm sorry, that was River. I apologize. So 2021 is when October, when my mother died and that loss, who? It is still a journey with that, like momming, 
without your mommy. And that that could be a whole nother episode. So we'll definitely get there. <laughs> but I had some relief in that grief as well. And the relief I had was, wow, I get to be the mom I really want to be. Now, let's talk about that. Of course, you can always be the mom you want to be if you aspire to motherhood or whatever you choose to nurture in this life. But I mean is that as a recovering people pleaser that I am, (laughs) you know, I have a tendency to really worry about what other people think. I mean, it really can stifle me. It can just take over how I make decisions. And so I've had to own that as well. And so I get, I really take inventory of myself and what I'm feeling when it comes to making decisions. And am I doing this for somebody else or am I doing this for me? And so with being a mom, it's so easy to just, You want the approval of everybody. You could want the approval of your mom. And I I just would not want my mom to give me the look that she could give me that she didn't agree with what I was doing with Arizona, with my second daughter. But she's not here. So I don't have to have that look, the possibility of that look. Whew, okay. I, I don't have to buy Mother's Day presents, you know? And unfortunately, I lost my grandmother two and a half months earlier from my mom, my mom's mom. So I don't have to buy any of those gifts. I don't have to worry what they could possibly think about maybe how I dress my daughter or what her hair looks like or just all of those things. Like now that is, I am, I am free, all right? And... That has been so empowering for me, um, especially knowing that where they are, knowing they're held in light, knowing that they really see me for who I am. I know that they support me 1000% in light and they are their highest selves where they are. And they love everything that I'm doing. I know that they do. And it's times like that that do comfort me because I know that they have my back like unconditionally. And it feels good to know that I have that kind of protection on the other side. And the relief that I've experienced with my various losses it can't take away the sadness. Like it just, it, it doesn't remove that. It's not enough, but it's there. The relief that I've experienced in grief does help give me a little light. It gives you that little glimpse to help you keep going. So for those of you that have, have gone through any type of loss, I want you to sit and think. Think about what's something that has been removed from you now. And it's okay to be happy about that. It's okay to be relieved in that. It's okay to take that sigh, that deep breath that says, 
okay, now I don't have to do this anymore. When my grandmother um, was, she was, we knew what was happening. I knew what was happening, that she was transitioning. And I just kept thinking that, like, after she died, it was, man, now my mom can focus on retiring. She had just retired. She can just focus on herself and travel and do all these things. And, you know, and sometimes when people are caretakers, you know, my mom took care of my grandmother for, it was still a pretty short window, but, you know, for those of you that are for real caretakers, like you really take care of people for years and years and years. Like, it's okay to think like, all right, like they're gone now. And now I can just worry about me. Like, it's okay to be happy about that. It's okay that you don't have to take them to doctor's appointments anymore, that you don't have to do that stuff anymore. Like, that's that's great. Like, you don't have to worry about them anymore. And I know you're going to worry about them because we do. But, like, in this life, there's nothing required of you anymore for their well-being. It's just you. Now, that can also be convoluted into you starting to think, oh shit, now it is just me and I got to worry about me. So there's a, there's a thing there. (laughs) So just use the loss, use, embrace all of the emotions that come with it. You have to, you can't just think that loss is just about missing someone or missing something like not having it is sometimes what we all we talk about with the grief. But sometimes not having it is such is like the best thing that could have happened to you at the time. Grief is just so complex and it just causes us to question and dive into all the things that we want, we don't want, that we're feeling, not feeling, want to feel. And I'm just here to tell you that it's okay, that all of those feelings are okay. And especially the feeling of relief. That is an emotion you can have. That is a feeling you can have. That is something that you are validated in having. So sometimes it's okay to wake up and have that good day because you're like, you know what, this, I don't have to deal with this anymore. Now, I do want to say, like, I miss my mother and my grandmother terribly. I miss them something serious. And it's such a different loss than River uh, because I was able to I had real memories, you know, with my mother and my grandmother. I just I just know that I, I my life wouldn't be like this if they were here. And I'm glad where they are on the other side is where they are and that I'm here and they're protecting me and loving me and surrounding me and I feel them all the time. I really do. And I'm even more relieved that I had gone through River first because it really helped to give me just a few tools 
to work through this. And it helped me be able to own all these complex emotions. So relief and grief is a thing. You know, think about it, journal about it, you know, talk to people that you feel like you really could express that kind of thing and they won't, you know, come at you or judge you for it or, you know, whatever that is. But I want you to know it's okay. It's okay to take a deep breath. It's okay to take a sigh of relief. And I hope that you can see that that is a piece of light and life is going to be okay. Like you are going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay. And it's just so much beauty on that other side, y'all. So much. So I would like to pick an oracle card. All right. So this deck I'm using is Kyle Gray's The Angel Guide Oracle. So it has some really pretty imagery, which I really love. Okay. So let's pick an oracle card, see what, what everybody needs today. Take a deep breath. That feels good. All right, just shuffling these up. Tap in everyone's energy. We got the card of inner child healing. Mm. It's such a beautiful card. It's got a picture of this. Um, it's a mom holding a child. It's it's a really beautiful card. I don't know if we can get that close, but yeah, it's really nice. Inner child healing. So I'm going to read what the book says about inner child healing. The inner child is the part of our psyche that represents our childhood. Everyone, no matter who they are, has had traumatic childhood experiences that may be impacting their life today. And you have endured so much in your life. You are a real survivor. Drawing this card indicates that no matter what has happened, you have found a way forward. You may feel that you have had to grow up quickly and abandon your innocence in order to survive. But know that when you reflect, review and release anything from your childhood that could be holding you back, the next phase of your life will be supported. This isn't about forgetting, but about taking the time to send loving energy to your inner child and to assure them that they do make it through and become the incredible person you are today. All right, extended message. This card brings radical healing, understanding, and love to your inner child. It shows that your guardian angel is wrapping their loving arms around you right now, nurturing your inner child and encouraging you to unleash your childlike senses. See the world through the eyes of a child. There is so much wonder and opportunity out there. It's time for some fun. What can you do to feel light? What can you do to express yourself? Have you stopped yourself from doing something because you feel you're too old for it now? It's time to reclaim your innocence and express yourself in a way 
that is filled with excitement, wonder, and adventure. It's time for your inner child to be healed. Mm, Love that. I'm telling you, um, that is so beautifully written and so nice to hear because that's the thing, you know, when you're relieved of something, it's like a responsibility has been lifted. And so, you know, in the adulting, right, you know, it's just hella responsibilities. And when things are relieved off for you, you know, relieved off of you, it's like, oh, I, I'm free, you know? So then it is like that childlike wonder. It's like, what can I do now? I don't have to do this. I can do something else. I can do what I want to do. So yeah, feel that, feel those feelings. It's okay. Go do something fun today, y'all. Like go get some sunshine if you're able. Go, you know, do something that makes you feel all warm and cozy and fun and have a beautiful day today, y'all. I look forward to talking to y'all for the next episode. So since we won't make it out alive, Let's have a divine time and remember to always stay wild. I'll see y'all. Bye.